Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk to you about how to opt into centering joy. We've talked about opting out of overcoming earlier, and we talked about how there are historical and contextual lies that make Black women feel like we have to be in struggle, we have to be overcoming. And we ask the powerful question, what would your life be like if you had nothing to overcome? And so today I want to talk about how can you practically then answer that question and center joy in your life in a way that feels doable and in a way that you can start practicing right now. I really do believe joy is a practice and I'm constantly looking around to see who's doing this right. I had a conversation, um, repeated conversations actually, about how I center joy in my life. and. I will tell you that each time I had this conversation with Black women, all Black women, I said one thing over and over again that is my mantra. The way I center joy in my life is by decentering struggle. That's the first step. That concept of constantly having to overcome in my life is absent. And I want to recap for you all what I mean by that. I talked about it before in a previous episode, but I want to reiterate it here. I want to like foot stomp it because it is the difference. I am telling you, if there's one thing that I have done that has changed my life is I do not center my pain anymore. I do not center my struggles. I center joy. Now, when you think about that visual of like what's in the center of a room, right? It doesn't mean that there's not other things scattered around that room, (laughs) but where your eyes may go and where your energy and your attention may go is to the middle of the room. I make sure that I keep my eyes on joy. I make sure that the center of my life, the thing that grabs my attention that my eyes goes to is joy. There is other stuff all around that joy. There are struggles, there are challenges, but it does not get to be center stage in my life anymore. And that simple statement radically changed my world. It's the best way I can describe to people what has changed, how I've changed. And it really is that. Because when I think about the before times, (laughs) and there are a lot of them, My whole life was around centering my challenges. How did that look for me? It would look like this. I would have people that I worked with that I realized are entire cut, cut. When I think back to what my life was before I centered joy, it was a series of just struggle moments, (laughs) struggle days. I was miserable. And It showed up in almost every area of my life. For example, I would have people at the workplace that our entire relationship was built upon uh, complaining about the job, complaining about our coworkers, complaining about the injustices we faced at work. Now, don't get me wrong. We need people to vent to. This is not telling you never to complain or not to have that safe person that you can talk about your challenges at work with. But I realized that the majority of my work relationships were that way. And why were they that way? Because my job was not good. (laughs) It was not a good job for me. 
And when I stayed centered on those challenges, I never thought about what would work look like if it didn't have this nonsense all the time. And what would that job be like? I had friends in my life that all we would get together is talk about how bad a partnership was going or how we were struggling to get, in our case, a man's attention all the time. What it would feel like to be hoping someone would call you back or not call you back or define a relationship. All of that stuff was the center of how I dealt with romantic partnership. It was focused on overcoming a challenge, trying to get someone to validate me, me try to put them in their place and, and play it cool, all of this stuff. I would think obsessively about my health issues and I would think about, oh, I don't feel well. I never feel good. It must be nice to feel great. Why is this happening to me? Struggle was in the center of my life. It was what I spent most of my time thinking about. My favorite songs were sad ones. (laughs) My favorite movies were sad movies. I had nothing but my mind and my spirit and my emotions tied up in struggle. It was only when I shifted to centering joy that I felt relief. And it didn't make my health challenges go away. It didn't overnight change my professional (laughs) struggles. They didn't disappear overnight. A man did not show up at my door in all of his perfection with a bow on telling me he's arrived and I now don't have to worry about partnership anymore. Those things didn't happen (laughs) at all. But what did happen is smiling, is laughter. And not the bitter laughter that comes from like sarcasm. I'm really good at that. I could laugh my way through anything. But no, like actual laughter. What came instead was lightness. I just didn't feel as heavy as I used to feel. And that was both in like energetically, they say that weight on you and literally physically. I started losing weight, physical weight when I decentered struggle. And so I talked to you about the kind of mind shifts that I went through to center joy. But then I want to tell you about the real practical ways I centered joy in my life. It it wasn't this big epiphany always. Like I didn't have this huge moment of revelation and I'm like, oh, I'm centering struggle. I didn't know that's what I was doing until years later, way on the other side that I could look back and go, oh, I know what changed. I stopped centering my challenges and started centering the opportunities I had in my life. So by no means does it have to be a light bulb moment for you. Maybe it is. And if so, yay. If you're sitting here going, girl, how how am I supposed to? You don't know my life. I have all these things going on that are valid and real. And I want to just make sure you know that. Your struggles are not less to me. I do not want to minimize anyone's challenges because I know some of you have gone through and are going through some things that are unimaginable.
Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal, it's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. I just want to present to you some ideas that start you on the path of centering joy, even when you feel like it's not possible. And I will tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the journey to centering joy in your life. Because nobody who wants to center struggle is going to listen to Black Girl Burnout, at least not for very long. You're going to click into something else that's going to make you focus more on your challenges. So if you're here, you're already decentering struggle. But I want to talk about how I did this, how I centered joy practically. And I did it in three ways. It started with a routine. Habit changing and the science behind that tells you it's less about what you do and more about the consistency with which you do it. So I challenge everyone to have a morning routine. And I will tell you anyone can have a morning routine. Some people's morning routine can be a sip of water when they wake up. All the way up to some people have some two hour long routine that they go through. It doesn't matter the length at all. I don't care if your morning routine is just to say one positive affirmation to yourself. Good things come to me and come from me. Your morning affirmation. I opted out of struggle. I opt out of struggle. Your morning affirmation up to, I took a sip of water. If that is all you were able to do, one small thing, I give my kids hugs before they go off to school. I take a deep breath before I start my day. I don't care what that is. That becomes your morning routine. The goal is just to do that one thing every day. I know for myself that a morning routine, any routine I had, just consistently doing something that's positive centered joy in my life. It started me on the journey. I added things as I went. Now my morning routine is a little more evolved, but it did start with literally water by the bed that I sipped on when I woke up. And do I do my morning routine perfectly all the time? Of course not. But I can tell you, I feel the difference when I don't. My body's like, something's off here. We don't feel as good as we normally do. And it's usually can go back to, you did not do your morning routine or you skipped it. Because there are days I just skip it and lay in bed and, you know, I'm just not feeling it oral today. But I always feel better when I do. And I made it a routine. So like 90% of the time I'm doing something. Routines matter. Routines are the pathway to joy especially when they're positive. The second thing I did was practice gratitude. And I don't care how you practice it. It, it is optimal and the best to just write down a gratitude list, three things, one thing that you are grateful for in the day. There are apps that make you do it. You can have a notes app in your phone. You can write it down in a journal. Or you could just say to yourself, I'm grateful for in your mind. I don't care how you do it. I don't know that it matters. There's better ways to practice gratitude, but ultimately just doing it 
is the pathway to joy. Having a gratitude practice, acknowledging the positive, acknowledging the good. How could you not center joy when that's the regular thing you do? The third thing I did was I daydreamed. I've talked about this the whole way through this podcast. If you go back to like the early episodes, and I will say go back with grace, folks, uh, we were figuring it out. Uh, (laughs) You will see that very early on, I talked about daydreaming. I am a huge advocate for daydreaming. Because when you think about daydreaming, it's always usually has a positive association. It's all about thinking in the positive and what I call the affirmative, thinking in the yes. Daydreaming is a practice in yeses. What would your life look like if you had no no's, no challenges, just goodness? And I daydream in the positive often. Like I think about, okay, what does this look like if it's successful? I will tell you, I still struggle with making my daydreams bigger. I daydream small sometimes because daydreaming in the small makes me feel safer, makes me feel less afraid that it's going to go away. I, I sometimes struggle to think about what's the best case scenario, though I challenge others to do that. But I am really good at dreaming about good scenarios. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. Ultimately, we all need to be dreaming about best case scenarios. But if you're like me and you struggle with that because of cultural and just your own past trauma, then just daydream in the small wins. When I started daydreaming about what it would look like, for example, I'm a business owner, to have a business and to have it be successful, what my ideal day would look like, I feel like that was a manageable daydream, but it also got me thinking about filling up my mind with with ideas about what that would look like. And then thinking about how to go back and make those daydreams a reality. It also made me feel like, huh, some of these daydreams I have aren't so far-fetched. They're not so out there that I could never get them. And it feels good to dream. Daydreaming is good for you. Thinking in yeses and daydreaming about the yeses in your life makes you feel really protective of yourself and deserving of the good. So those three things, having a routine, practicing gratitude, daydreaming, or thinking in the positive and dreaming in the yes instead of the no's are all of what started me on the journey to centering joy. I will also say that I cultivated some kind of a resilience list, meaning that I cultivated a list of of all the ways that I positively did overcome challenges. You know, it's like, okay, maybe my business isn't where I want it to be, but I left behind a job that wasn't satisfying. And now I have a job that is very satisfying to me. Or maybe I haven't found my perfect partner. Or maybe I'm annoyed with my partner currently. But then I think, well, wait a minute. I overcame nonsense relationships, people that didn't honor me and honor my needs. I overcame me not saying what my boundaries were early into a relationship. And so that led me to this maybe not so perfect relationship, but 
a good one, or it led me to more joy and more positivity around finding someone or being satisfied if I don't and truly deeply satisfied. Having a list of those things that you were able to deal with positively helps you center joy because then you get to celebrate your triumphs and celebrate them in a way that you don't wait for another one to show up, but you truly say, look what I did. So my challenge for you today is to think about how you can center joy, whether it's taking that first sip of water and starting a routine, whether it's just starting the day or ending the day by saying, I'm grateful for one thing, whether it's daydreaming regularly, or even as a bonus, keeping that list, remembering through a positive lens, the challenges you've already overcome. It'll go a long way to keeping joy in the center of your life instead of on the edges. It won't erase challenges, but it'll sure make you more resilient to face them and more likely to overcome them with ease and with grace. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.